Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 14th. My chair is squeaking. <laughs> Up that, we are past the week and a half mark of the Highland Podcast. I'm Chris. I got Craig with me, and Brandon is got a late start. Hopefully, he'll be here with us shortly. How's it going today, Craig? A little tired. I stayed up a little bit to watch opening night of the NHL, but uh, we're, we're here. We're doing it. We're all right. How are you? Not bad. Did the Penguins win? They uh, no, they lost. Oh, yeah, they gave up six goals. So, oh boy, yeah, not a great start. But yeah. I, I haven't fall. I mean, other than my guy Sid Crosby and Malkin, I don't know too much about the Penguins. If they're good or bad, but yeah, huh? Very interesting. So, yeah, I'll have to check the NHL. I think the Blue Jackets might start tonight. If yeah, I'm... they do. They're playing okay. Nashville. Yep, Nashville. Okay. Yeah. All right, for, well, for your hockey guys out there, I, I'm glad you brought up hockey. Um, yeah. um, Brandon and our other guy that has come on the past, John, they look at me blankly every time I bring out hockey. <laughs> so someday when Brandon's not here, we'll just have to talk hockey yeah. for 25 minutes. Yeah. We won't have any listeners, but hey, <laughs> you and I will be entertained. And hey, maybe that's what we need. All right, well, let's get started. Um, I, we've talked a lot about the protests this week, and there was something that kind of came up the other day we haven't had time to talk about. Um, there's a protest. It's not the same people, but the same group that protests the U.S. Capitol. They're expected to protest at the Capitol and various state houses, including Columbus, on Saturday. Um, I uh, a little bit of a programming note on Monday. Uh, I, I've chosen not to, you know, reveal the names of our journalists that are going down there. Uh, I think it's good for security reasons, but one of the journalists is, is, is expected to be on. Not sure if she'll be on live or not. You know, we tape pretty early in the morning. I think a lot of it depends on what happens in the protest. So, but we'll have her either live or we'll we'll put her interview at the end of our show. Um, and, and we're praying for the best. We're praying for peace, and we're praying that you know this doesn't get way out of hand. The one thing that kind of struck me, um, right now, guns are allowed on the grounds of the Ohio State House. Um, we've seen over the summer there have been some, um, you know, protests in regards to you know police actions and everything. Where sometimes, yeah, people there with guns and everything. Craig, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big gun guy. Why do we have guns at the Ohio State House? Period. I, because I'm assuming that's like guns by people who are coming. Obviously, if you're a security member, you can have a gun. But I'm I, I, I I'm not quite sure about the story of this. Why is this an issue at all? Why why would I have guns? Well, I mean, it, it seems like this just kind of comes down to a, a Second Amendment issue, and you know, everybody has the right to bear arms. And I, I'm assuming that you know. It's probably not ideal to have people in a large group that are already made a little agitated have guns, but I think it comes down to they have a right to carry a weapon, and it's not. It wouldn't be the first time we've maybe seen um, you know people have guns at rallies or protests, but you know I think with tensions you know running so high as of right now, it, it may not be the best idea, but it's probably something that you just can't you can't do anything about it. 
and to clarify, um, this change came up in 2019, and, and they're just saying, hey, look, if you conceal and carry, you, you know, with the recent change of laws in there, saying, hey, right. if you're allowed to conceal and carry, you're allowed to carry guns. So it's not like you could just carry guns for the, you know, the love of it. I, I guess my question is, yeah, concealed carry, I guess that's your right and everything, but if you're in the legislative body, and I'm even thinking even before the stuff with the U.S. Capitol happened, is it smart? Like, I, I, I thought back, um, there were some people that were upset with the protests of the police presence, and they were carrying guns down there. And, and you can say all you want about, oh, it's my right, I have the right to conceal carry, but you're in a protest situation. I mean, I guess what I'm thinking is you're almost carrying fireworks in something that, you know, you shouldn't be carrying fireworks at. Well, yeah, I know just because you conceal carry a gun doesn't mean you're just going to use it and start shooting up people or whatever else like that. But but, but I wonder if there's got to be a limit on a situation where emotions get a little bit higher. And, and you might say, well, not all protests are emotional. Well, Saturday will be emotional. And, or Sunday, I'm sorry. Sunday will be emotional if people show up. So I, I, this, to me, it just makes sense to have just a safeguard where, where we don't have potential trouble. Yeah, I mean, Michigan is, uh, you know, acted to ban open carry of guns within the state house in Lansing. So it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. But again, you know, this is, you know, something where, the advisory, the Capitol Square Review and Advisory Board met, and they said that they're not planning any, you know, kind of outlaw. And, you know, the, the National Guard obviously will be there, but they also said the board, you know, there you don't need permission to do this activity, to outlaw this, you know. So I don't know. I mean, this is, um, I think it comes down to you already don't want to upset people, I guess, that are already upset. I would suppose that in you, if you take away their guns, they're probably going to be a little bit more uproarious, I would imagine. But, yeah, you're right. It probably seems a little unnecessary at this point to have weapons down at such a large, what could be a large rally. And I'm thinking, too, and this is a little bit off topic, but, you know, one of the debates over the summer was about, okay, if you have protests, do you have to follow social distancing guidelines and stuff like that? And we saw it wasn't a protest, but it was a, a celebration down in Alabama, Alabama, Ohio State the other day. And it seemed like to be a, a couple thousand people dropped in the middle together. And again, we don't know how many people are coming. We don't know if they're going to be all squished together or not. But I like, I'm all for freedom. I'm all for the First Amendment. I'm all for freedom of speech and your right to do stuff. Don't infringe upon the rights of others. And I, I'm afraid not just from a gun standpoint, I'm afraid from a COVID standpoint. Um, we had a story, we'll try to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, there's a story in the Columbus Dispatch uh, yesterday talking about a new strain of COVID that could be worse than before. And you might say, oh, there you go, you're you're hyperventilating about COVID again. Well, if that thing's out there, I think we just at least need to be careful. Now, that doesn't mean we hide in our basements and everything else. But that doesn't mean we just say, screw it, and go do whatever we want. So I, I I just, and maybe my true colors are showing through. I, again, I'm all for freedoms, but if that freedom, if my freedom infringes upon yours, that's not freedom. And I don't think that's a new thing. I think that's something that goes back to the founding of our country. Well, you know, there there was a lot, you know, a lot of that could be could be said over the summer when we had some of the Black Lives Matter protests and just some of the racial injustice protests that sprung up. You know, we had some of those in, in our community as well. And, you know, I, I just I feel like I feel like if people are wearing masks and at least attempting to stay safe, that's that's fine with me. I, you know, I know Mike DeWine has the governor said, you know, he's not going to infringe on anybody's right to protest or, or gather and, and, you know, express their opinions, but yeah, you're right. You know, in some cases, and especially right here, it may not be, you know, worth having a protest because you don't want to have a super spreader event, but then the argument would have been, well, no one said that when they were having, you know, the racial equality protesting, even though that was extremely important to a lot of people and it should have been, you know, important to people. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, you, you don't want to stifle other people <clears throat> just because it may not seem as important to you. 
as it did maybe last summer, you know, in, in the fall when there were, you know, protests springing up because of racial inequality. So it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I think right now, you know, you're just hoping to stay as safe as possible. And, you know, obviously COVID <clears throat> is a little bit more uh, running rampant in Ohio than it was in the summer. So there's, you have to take that into account too. But ultimately I think that, you know, you don't want to step on people's toes for their right to, uh, to peacefully protest. Hopefully that's what it is. Definitely. And, you know, again, we hope it's peaceful. Um, like I said, we got a, one of the journalists from the dispatch coming on Monday who's slated to cover the event. And I'm hoping it's a very boring interview because right. hopefully the journalist gets on and says, hey, this was all way too hyped up. It really wasn't what everyone thought it might be. I'm hoping that's not the case. I mean, yeah, for the sake of our podcast, it would be good if if it was the worst protest of all time and we got an exclusive interview you know, the morning after. But I'm really hoping it's not that. Hopefully it's a boring, calm, peaceful day. Absolutely. Um, wife's got some friends in the Ohio National Guard that got called up too. So, yeah, we're, we're concerned. Um, obviously, we're concerned about our country. We're concerned about some of the stuff going on. But we're concerned because there will be people down there that we know. And, and that makes me nervous so all right let's talk about something else we're now politics podcast and i'm really trying not for us to go off too much about politics but something happened that we can't just ignore it didn't happen um president trump was impeached again uh first time in our country's history that a president got impeached twice i you know i was reminded about this yesterday there really has been four impeachments in U.S. history. Um, Andrew Johnson, you know, after the Civil War, uh, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump twice. So Trump has had two of the four impeachments in U.S. history. Um, here's what I think about what happened. And I'm not taking a pro-Trump or anti-Trump position. I think what happened to the U.S. Capitol smells really bad. Okay? And, and it no matter what conspiracy theory you choose to attach, or, or if you look at the truth, it, it, it's bad. It's bad no matter what. What scares me, and I'll tell you this, Craig, what kind of bothered me about what happened to the U.S. Capitol was <clears throat> these guys who went into the Capitol, and again, whatever group you're affiliated with, you shouldn't go into the Capitol when you're not supposed to. You broke the law. These guys just ran out. Right. Well, we went into the Capitol, everything's fine. Now, in the past couple of days, there's been lots of reports of arrests. Uh, I think there's still questions of why didn't you arrest them right away instead of having to go around the country to find these guys. Right. But, okay, yeah, they're arrests. It's good. It looks like they're going to be brought to justice. That's good. Um, there's been some investigations into some lawmakers. Okay, what role did they play? There's some investigations into President Trump. What role may, may he have played? I'm thinking with everything going on, and I don't want to make it where you can just impeach somebody for anything, but I almost think you have to at least present impeachment, if no other reason, to give our country a, a better chance of looking at what happened and, and coming to the truth. Now, if President Trump had nothing to do with it, and I think logically you look at it and say, well, I don't think he was completely blameless in this, but let's say he didn't break a law, which is quite possible. I'm not saying Friday guy. Then, great. Then we could say, all right, nothing happened. But I think if you just let him go, yeah, he's still open to prosecution. He History will still look unkindly at it. But I think we need to understand what's happening. And the arguments against this is some people are saying, well, you know, Joe Biden's starting his, his term. You know, he's got stuff to do. He, we shouldn't let this cloud Biden's term. And I get that to a certain point, but this was bad. I mean, this isn't just, oh, you know, I don't like it that he didn't sign this bill. I mean, this is really bad. And I think also, too, they talked about unifying the country, saying, well, all the people who like Trump, you're not going to unify them if you don't, you know, if you have this impeachment. Well, sorry. People who supported Trump came to a rally and broke into the Capitol and ran around and threatened lives. That needs to be investigated. If you didn't want it to be investigated, just don't do it or stay outside and rally and just go home. I don't know. That's all I think about. It. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people did, but yeah, there were there were many that did not just peacefully protest on the streets or whatever you want to say. And it, it, I guess, it doesn't come as a big surprise that he was impeached by the House. This is the second time they've done this, but 
I think the biggest thing was, you know, we, we saw some Republicans jump ship, if you will, you know, in, in some cases where, you know, they were very much staunch reporter, you know, supporters of Trump who have now decided that they're not. And so they've they've kind of taken a stand. Not not a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, all these Republicans in the House are, are stepping up, um, but it was kind of surprising to see some of these Republicans. I know a lot of people made a big deal about Anthony Gonzalez, the Cleveland rep and former NFL player in Ohio State Buckeye um, has, uh, you know, decided to vote for impeachment of, of the president. Um, you know, at this point, m- many people probably think it's just kind of the, this this dog and pony show. Um, but at some point, this will go to the Senate. And from what I've heard, they can even do this well after his, you know, term is up and, you know, Joe Biden takes office. Um, and now if obviously if the Senate were to vote to impeach, then Donald Trump could not run for office in 2024. And I think that that's kind of what the big thing is right now is some of these these people are are saying it's not just good enough to sort of condemn his presidency at the end of it. It's it's better to do that along with not allowing him to ever hold office again because of their fear factor of, of maybe inciting violence or, you know, for Republicans, it may just be wanting to sort of take back their party and not be tied at the hip with, with the president moving forward. Well, in the reports I've seen yesterday, um, there's kind of, obviously there's a fraction of the Republican party for reasons that happened even before January 6th. But it seems to be that some of the higher-ups, you look at people like Liz Cheney or you look at people like Mitch McConnell, are are starting to break with the president. But then at the same time, you've got a lot of other people saying, hey, look, we got to stay supportive of the guy. One thing that bothers me, again, that's a political comment, take it for what it's worth. The thing that does bother me is I've heard verified reports, and I have saw interviews with these guys last night saying, yes, we were threatened. There were Republicans, and I'm sure it's happened with Democrats before, too. Just talking about yesterday, there were Republicans threatened with death threats, not just for them or their family, if they voted for impeachment. Don't do that, okay? You know, I mean, that's crazy. Um, And, you know, hey, we talked about this over the weekend. You know, I, I did a simple post saying, hey, the media were being threatened, and everyone started screaming at the media. So, I mean, I understand. It, it feels awful. It stinks. Don't threaten people over stuff like that. Don't threaten their families. And you might sit there and say, well, this is important. No, it's not that important. No. Sorry. it's not. And even if Trump was the greatest person of all time or the worst person of all time, your family comes first. Your personal health and your personal safety comes first. And just for people to threaten politicians, Republicans, Democrats, or anything else like that, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I, I I think it's just another example of overall, and again, we could talk about this for hours. We've gotten so out of touch as a country on what's really important. I um, mean, you know, I joke about being depressed after the Steelers loss. I'm over it, okay? I'm a little frustrated, but I watched the Steelers play this weekend. I'm over it. It's, I'll have more time to do other stuff that I probably need to be doing anyway. <laughs> but, but we get so wrapped up in sports and politics and other stuff where we, we just get totally freaked out. And you know, you could be too wrapped up even without making a death threat, but especially making a death threat. Look at yourself and say, where am I as a person or a human being? I mean, it's just, it's idiotic to say the least. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a situation like this where, where someone was just so beloved, especially in politics where someone was just so beloved that just a group or a section of people just can't get over a loss, whether it's at the state, the local level, the national level. I just, I've never seen anything quite like this, um, you know, and, and that it's great that people are passionate about politics and, and maybe, you know, they're passionate, they're more passionate than they've ever been, which is great. I'm glad we had such high voter turnout, but I just get this sense that, you know, everybody's always like, well, just go out and vote. And then when people do, we see people get upset about it and, you know, the voices, people's voices were heard, you know, I mean, Donald Trump has the second most ever votes ever by a, a presidential candidate, which is fantastic. Joe Biden has the, the most and that's fantastic too. I mean, this process has been going on long before the people who are complaining 
ever even thought about being born. And it's just, you, you've got to move on. And I've never seen anything so polarizing. Yes. But I've just never seen anybody so beloved and just so supported that they just can't get over it. And we ended up seeing, a, a, you know, something like the storming of the Capitol last week. It's just, you know, I'm glad people are passionate, but I think, like you said, there's more important things out there. Um, everybody that thinks that the, you know, you can't assume that the country is going to go to to hell in a handbasket. You really can't. And I think for Republicans, you know, or who, you know, conservatives or whoever is upset about Joe Biden coming in, you have to keep in mind that he's a very moderate Democrat. He is over his years and, you know, in, in, in politics, he's always been pretty moderate. So, you know, I think we just need to take a step back and breathe and, and understand that, you know, the sun came up last week. The sun, the sun's going to come up today. I think we just need to kind of take a step back and prioritize and just understand that things are going to change, but things aren't going to be, you know, drastically different. Well, yeah, I think about this. I, I support presidential candidates, obviously. But I don't think I've ever had somebody that I've been had this blind devotion to. Probably the closest one, the guy I've really liked in politics is John McCain. Okay, now that's not just because I saw on TV once; he said something funny, and I, I love the guy. I met John McCain before. Okay, and um, it was right after our adoption. Uh, we adopted our, our child from Arkansas, actually, Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, you know, Bill Clinton has a foundation down there. I mean, that's where he's from and everything. So we we get on the plane to head back. We may have stopped in Carolina before we head to Ohio. And I got in the plane. I saw this guy in white hair. And, and you know, McCain's got a very distinct look. And I, I'm like, whoa. And I, I kind of looked down at his bag and said John McCain. I'm like, oh, wow. Holy <laughs> crap. And I got a chance to talk to him and meet him. And yeah, I, I enjoy his politics, but I like the fact that he was friendly toward my wife. Um, you know, we're journalists. We get a chance to meet some of these people from time to time. Um, our family members don't. It was nice to my wife. That said, John became a mistakes. I didn't agree with everything that John um, felt about religion, faith, and politics. I liked the guy. And I bring that long, meandering story up to, to just kind of explain you can like people, you can support people and everything, but having this blind devotion, I, I mean, your blind devotion should be your family, your spouse, your kids. Having a blind devotion on a politician, because let's say it, and Craig, you know us from covering politics. Politics sucks. Politics bring out the worst in people. And yeah. even people who are legitimately good, and I think there are legitimately good people out there, nobody's perfect. And it's just, we have misplaced priorities. And I, if, we had, if we were just talking about faith, we have misplaced priorities in faith and everything else. And I think that's why we blindly embrace people. And again, it's not Donald Trump necessarily. It's just when you blindly embrace somebody and just don't care, any of their defaults say, oh, yeah, they're perfect, they're great, and you get angry, and, you know, you could take the extreme and start storming capitals. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's not healthy. I mean, we should have a psychologist on because I'm sure it's the same thing. <laughs> it's not healthy to do this. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever loved anything as much as – the Trump supporters love Trump and I don't think I've ever hated anything or disliked anything as much as people who tend to dislike Trump, dislike him. I just, you know, I think you've got to be balanced and you've, you've got to not get too high or not get too low in life. Definitely. All right. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Now, if you're a patron and if you're not a patron, you should be sign for a patron. There's a link here. Uh, we're starting to, and I've been bad this week, but my, my goal is to start to post our agenda for the show the day before. So you got an idea of what we're talking about and everything else. So we're uh, Joe Biden um, on the 20th, uh, he's slated to be inaugurated. And obviously there's uh, festivities coming. Uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, dancing and everything else. It's going to be different with COVID. And I'm not sure what the, you know, the dance will look like. I'm sure there won't be a lot of people there or whatever the case might be. But on that night, there's a live special called Celebrating America. Now, I know before we start talking, if you're out there and you're a big Donald Trump fan, you're like, how dare you guys talk about your bias? I don't want to talk about from gay Joe Biden. I want to talk about from an entertainment standpoint, okay? Because if you watch it or not, 
hey, if I watch it, I'm not watching it to celebrate Joe Biden. I'm, I'm watching it to see some celebrities, see some music and everything else. And I am glad that Brandon is here for this discussion. Uh, Brandon, I was just talking to Craig about um, the Joe Biden. I mean, the inauguration is next Wednesday. And there's a big inauguration special. They probably won't have as many of the balls, I'm assuming, because of COVID. You know, there's not going to be a lot of people out and about dancing. But there's going to be a TV special called Celebrating America. Now, if you don't like Joe Biden, we're not talking about Joe Biden in this. I want to talk about the celebrities. You know what I mean? Because, Brandon, we want to watch some good TV, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's always interesting to see um, um, how how each of the celebrations in, in previous administrations, how they compare to each other. Like, um, um, you know, the song choices that Michelle Obama, yeah. Michelle and Barack Obama picked to dance to versus what Trump and Melania dance to. I don't know if we'll get to see Joe do this. Maybe he's going to be like, I'm out of it this time. Um, but well, um, It's interesting. I'm old school. One of my favorite comedians of all time was the old Don Rickles. And Don Rickles was an insult comedian. He had a lot of great performances, but he always talked about the greatest performance he had. He was he was friends with Ronald Reagan. Because Ronald Reagan used to be an actor in California uh, you know, before he became a politician. Rickles spoke at um, Reagan's inaugural, you know, one of the you know parties and everything, and Rickles just slayed. He was great. He was amazing that night. Um, and, and I don't think we get a chance to see it. So again, if you're a Joe Biden fan, if you hate Joe Biden, look at it from who's coming. And I thought this might spark some discussion. I don't know if you guys got to see the story yet. Uh, let's look at some of the people who are, are slated to perform. Because hey, even if you dislike Joe Biden. You want to watch a show, and, and their songs aren't going to be about Joe Biden. They're going to be singing their favorite hits and everything. So let's look at this lineup of performers. I want I want your feedback on each of them. Um, Justin Timberlake. Now, you know, Timberlake has been a longtime star. I don't know if Justin Timberlake 2020 is popular as maybe Justin Timberlake 2010. Um, you know, Brandon, you, you're new here today. What's your take about Justin Timberlake? Good choice, bad choice? Are you interested? Are you gonna watch this special to see Justin? Uh, are we hoping for like um, Super Bowl scandal, Justin, or uh... <laughs> um, possibly? I mean, I want entertainment. I think you know I, I think mean? that's what would make it interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not watching the celebrating America if I'm pro or Joe Biden. That's boring. I, I mean, if, even if you're pro Joe Biden, you're probably going to be inaugurated out by that time. But this is a night special. He's getting inaugurated at noon. So if you're ticked off of Biden or if you love Biden or whatever, by 8.30, you're probably like, I need to watch something else. It's been eight and a half hours of this. Let's turn on something else. So to keep your attention, it's got to be entertaining in some way. You know, is there going to be a you know, wardrobe malfunction? Is he going to sing some good stuff? Are, are they bringing back his boy band? You know, what's going on? I hope they don't bring him back his boy band. I mean, the last time he did it, he they were like one for like – on for a few seconds and then he dismissed them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. But then again, maybe we'll do that because they'll be entertaining. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I just go for the highest controversial set. So, this. What's the last joke? This is not choice to me. And I'm not, I'm not always listening to the current, current music. I, I can't remember Justin Timberlake's last hit. Craig, do you know? You know, it, it's been a while. I, I, I'm trying to think of. I know he's had some. Um, some some stuff come out in the last several years, but nothing really you know stuck as much as some of his earlier uh, you know work. But yeah, you know, looking at the lineup, I mean, it's not a bad lineup by any means. You know, the names are, are recognizable, but um, maybe they went with a um, you know you used to love them kind of thing, and maybe like a, it's like a nostalgia, but also like a millennial and Gen Z nostalgia with with a guy like Justin Timberlake. But yeah, it's been a while, I think, since he's had like a real chart-topping kind of hit. These are these are people, and we'll go over each one name by name, but these were people that were popular probably during the Obama administration. You know, I mean, I think like during the Obama administration, Timberlake was a bigger deal. Do you think Joe Biden just doesn't know pop culture? And, you know, they're like, all right, pick some people. And, you know, Biden's like, all right, yeah, these are popular and Obama was popular, so yeah, I'll pick these guys. I can't believe Joe Biden's a huge Justin Timberlake fan, is he? 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure if he had anything to do with picking. Um, look, I there are some people, and I'm not. We'll get we'll get into all the names, but I haven't heard about one of these artists, so I don't know that Joe Biden has either. Maybe Joe Biden has. I don't know, but I'm not so sure who has like the the final say, or maybe who presented a list and said, "Well, we can get you know." four of these 15 people, who do you want? I don't know if Joe Biden has anything to do with it or if it's combination between the, uh, the television networks versus, you know, just people that support him or I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how the list came together, but it's kind of a unique list. Next person on the list, Demi Lovato, which I, you know, Demi's had a good story. You know, she pop star. She had some, um, rehab issues, shall we say. And Demi's back. I think she's cleaned up. Everything's good. Um, They said she's a a big supporter of the Biden campaign, which may have led to why didn't they pick her? Uh, She did an anti-Trump song, you know, Commander-in-Chief, that apparently fared well. Um, Again, nothing against Demi Lovato, but if Chris Pugh is being inaugurated, how much if Demi's my first choice? Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Is Demi Lovato causing the tune in? Uh, no, I think Demi's a great entertainer, um, performer, and singer. So I, I don't know. I think we're trying really hard to look at this as a Da Vinci Code style lineup. Like, what's the meaning behind here? Um, no, we gotta say icky things about people. That's, that's what trying is, to do. Justin's pick is to as to reach out to the to the white young male population, saying, "We got you, we got you, Demi." For those who suffer from addiction or other kind of rehab service, I mean, I feel like that's all stupid from what I just said just now. So, but, but I want them to reach out to me. I mean, it, it, this really isn't, you know, Da Vinci Code, like, you know, is this going to make Biden's term good? I'm just saying, hey, I'm a news guy. No matter how I feel about Biden for or against, I'm going to have this on all day. And by 8.30, my wife's going to come in and say, you got to watch something else. This is just getting crazy. You've watched this all day. What's wrong with you? So I guess what I'm saying is it's got to appeal to me to keep me in. And, yeah, I, I like Demi Lovato. She, she's not bad. She's she's had some good songs. Here's the one thing that's got me thinking. John Bon Jovi, which definitely isn't the current guy. Um, you know, Bon Jovi's no more. The band, you know, has broken up. What's your thoughts on Bon Jovi? Again, we're not breaking down the Da Vinci Code of why Biden picked him. Are, are you into Bon Jovi playing? Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, at the end of the day, you you pick people, and you know they they have some young, some really young, I guess, you know, really old. I mean, not not to say Bon Jovi's old, but he's a little older, and so he oh, might, he's old. you know, he's he might appeal, you know, he might appeal to the. Uh, to, to some of the audience members that maybe, you know, have plastic on their couch and, you know, various other. <laughs> no, I like Bon Jovi though. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a John Bon Jovi fan. So, I mean, this, you know, you want to try to hit various, uh, you know, genres. And I think they've kind of done that a little bit. So, you know, you, you could probably do worse than the selection that they have, and you could definitely do worse than Bon Jovi. I, Brandon, I thought I liked Bon Jovi. I've got YouTube music, which is fantastic. I can put Bon Jovi in and, you know, all Bon Jovi songs, you know, from the popular ones to songs he recorded as a kid, you know, boom, they pop up. Brandon, I, I looked for a Bon Jovi list the other day. I think I like four Bon Jovi songs, period. And, and I'm a little older than you. Are, are you into Bon Jovi songs? Again, not from a Joe Biden sense, I'm from a Brandon sense. If Brandon's being inaugurated, yeah, you know, how many how many Bon Jovi songs are you into? I uh, well, that's like a, a very specific like line of thought you're asking. Like, well, you would you have this line of specific line of thought in this situation? I don't know if I would or if not. Bon Jovi songs would be the, the top of my list or not? But um, I just like I'm on Craig's line of thinking. He's just trying to appeal to different generations here. But um, um, plus, you know, the '80s are coming back in a way, style wise and. And um, for younger kids, Generation Z, I think, um, based on some reconnaissance from my wife, you know, they seem to be dressing up like the 80s now. So who knows? Maybe 
<laughs> this is more to them. So. But, but see, here's where I'm thinking. I, and you're not, you're not going wrong with Bon Jovi, but you can have better picks. What about Dave Grohl? Now, I know not everybody is a Foo Fighters fan, but if you Google Dave Grohl and covers, like, and throw that in YouTube, Dave Grohl has covered everything. Dave Grohl's out there playing with a bunch of people. So even if, you know what I mean, I'm, Dave Grohl would be a fantastic choice. How about McCartney? McCartney did stuff with Obama. Wouldn't that be great if you roll out Paul McCartney? Well, maybe they were available. Yeah, maybe it wasn't available or, you know, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. this is the presidential inauguration. This well, is maybe the president-elect like, isn't a fan of the Beatles. I mean, Whoa, I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, want to start any, you know, controversy, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder how much power or say the president-elect has as far as his entertainment goes. Um, you know, I was looking back at, um, you know, some of the previous uh, inaugurations, and you know, I, I think even I don't know if the if president-elect Biden's inauguration concert will be as maybe star-studded as say President Obama's. Uh, you know, but you know, President Obama had Beyonce, Kelly Clarkson, James Taylor, the Brooklyn See, Tabernacle Choir. So, you know, he didn't have all Beyonce, so to speak. And you know, President Trump had uh, Three Doors Down, Toby Keith, Big and Rich. Right. Um, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is if we want to go back into the breaking it down stuff, I mean, hey, if I'm president or if I'm Biden or Trump or Obama, or whoever. I want to set my tone right. You know what I mean? Just like you're right. Look at some of the people Obama had. You may have been sick that Obama got elected president, but you look at that lineup, you're watching that lineup, you're like, all right, I like this music. You know, and even if you're not into, you know, rap, you got Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, some gospel influence. Brandon, I think people became Obama fans just after watching that inauguration concert, right? <laughs> And you said the tone. This is great. It's fantastic. They were I mean, Obama supporters maybe for a minute, and then <laughs> yeah, went back to eight years of a of, well, uh, of annoyance. Right, but, but at least you set the tone. Like, like with Trump, I, yeah, there are three doors down. I don't mind big and rich, old big rich, rich music, but you, you know, you're just set into one particular you know group of music fans. I mean, look. I'd have a little bit of everything in there. I, I think that'd be fantastic. And yeah, I don't think Joe Biden had bad choices. I'm just saying, you're the president. You should be able to call anybody. And maybe people aren't available. Maybe people say, hey, you have COVID. I'd rather not travel that much and everything. Totally understand all of that. But I, I mean, I would grade this like a C. You think? You know, I was I looking. I mean, not bad choices. But I was looking C for COVID. Yeah, yeah I mean, C for COVID. I was looking through and I, I just typed in what, what type of music does Biden listen to now on the on business insider from 2016. Okay. They, they listed Joe Biden's uh, summer playlist. Oh, and okay. So, you know, he's got some decent stuff on here. Okay. So he has stay with me from Sam Smith. He has okay. some Bruce Springsteen on there. He does have the Beatles. So I apologize. President elect Biden. Right. Uh, if you're watching this, I, I'm not trying to say that you're not a Beatles fan. He has Adele, Lady Gaga. I mean, you know, Frank Sinatra. He's got some, you know, your Coldplay. He's got a pretty eclectic list. So, you know what? Having seen that list, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm a little underwhelmed by the, yeah. uh, the inauguration. I'm, I'm going I'm to agree with you now, Chris. A little underwhelmed. I mean, I say average list. I mean, if I was going to And it's not to say that Timberlake and Lovato aren't good, and I, I really enjoy their music, but – you know, he could have had Springsteen, maybe. He could have had McCartney, oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon now. He could have – I'll give it like a C plus. And, and for something that Craig said earlier, I mean, it's your presidential inauguration. And maybe – and it sounds like it might be a more virtual event. So you might say, well, if I invite somebody, they're not going to show up because of COVID. Well, they can play at their house or something. I mean, you know, these guys probably have little theaters in their houses they can play a big show at. Man, I, I neighbors uh, call like, no, well, that's your emergency. My neighbor next door's playing <laughs> yes. some loud music, music here, I, I, and I'm watching it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like very late at night, and I'm trying to watch the Biden inauguration lineup. <laughs> and you know, Lady Gaga would have been a, a headliner because you know she actually you know got on his campaign trail uh, towards the end of it there. So, yeah, you know. I, 
I'm glad you brought this up, Chris, because now that I think about it, and again, nothing against Demi Lovato, Justin Timberlake, a little underwhelmed now that I've seen, you know, Joe Biden is is sort of hip in this, uh, you know, in, in, in 2020, still listens to, uh, you know, various things. So, Right, uh, because you got to remember it's 2020. I mean, Justin Timberlake, there's nothing wrong with Justin Timberlake. Right. We were talking on a Steelers podcast. J.J. Watt was a really great player in, like, 2012. J.J. Watt's a shell of himself now. So a couple of guys in Sewage Podcast is like, I want J.J. Watt. I'm like, well, you're not playing a video game from 10 years ago. This is J.J. Watt today. Same thing here, Justin Timberlake. I'm sure he can still sing. I'm sure he can still dance and perform. But it's 2020. You're the freaking president. Let's step it up, Joe. I mean, come on. Yeah, if he has any say in this, he needs to He needs to maybe make an executive order already and say, look, we're getting – Lady Gaga, we're getting right. McCartney, we're getting, we're getting headline. Yeah. Nothing against any of these people because Demi Lovato, I like her stuff. I like Justin Timberlake, but you know what? Bon, bon Jovi can stay, I think, too. I mean, that's fine, but they can all stay, but maybe add like a better headliner. Like at this point, if you said, well, who's the headliner? I guess you would say Timberlake because he's probably the most well known, popular in this era of music, but. I think we need to step. Lady Gaga, what are you doing? Are you are you available? I mean, are you going to just be there? Come on, we and, need. And I, I'm old. You guys are younger. Aunt Clemens. I don't know who Aunt Clemens is. I, I got to be blunt. I'm sorry. I don't mean to you know hate, but I don't know who that is. Brand, do you I, know who Aunt Clemens is? I don't know any music. Oh. I don't know. And. He collaborated with Justin Timberlake on a song, according to a USA Today article I'm looking at. Okay. So, okay, I guess he's got some fanatics. But, again, you're the president of the United States. You shouldn't be like, oh, Aunt Clemens, can you come? And, you know, is Aunt Clemens, like, bargaining for a better payday or something? No. You say, McCartney, come. And if McCartney says, hey, I want to travel, uh, all right, here's a video camera. We're live streaming you, buddy. You got to perform. Can you imagine, Brandon? And, and you know, it's good Craig cracked himself, and it's good that we correct ourselves. But can you imagine if, if somebody wrote a fake news story saying that Biden hates the Beatles? Do you think Biden may have lost the election? That could turn some votes around, right? I don't I think know. Voters, I think I think I'm confident to say voters in America would would uh, see through the, the the ridiculousness of that story, but. Okay. Um, it could be a 10% voter swing. I mean, that would turn the election right there. Everyone thinks it's Hunter Biden. Uh, well, I vote for Joe Biden it, for because of this issue and that issue, but because he doesn't like the Beatles, <laughs> I have to vote for Trump, who I don't know, one who hasn't been reported one way or another, whether yeah. he likes the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, if nothing comes out, you're okay. But if you come out and saying, I don't like the Beatles, hey, <laughs> get out, you know. We don't want this anymore. Joe Jurgensen uh, would uh, put out should put out a tweet then like I support the Beatles and maybe she'll get <laughs> yeah no, I mean a thousand votes in last election. Now yeah. we would have to find probably what hundred million votes for <laughs> Joe to be elected. <laughs> you know if we wanted to change Alex around, but I don't know. Yeah, and maybe that's why she was so nervous in the interview. She was like, "They better not ask me that question about the Beatles or I'm sunk." You know, she should be like, "I have to tell the truth." Dog. It no comments. Yes, no it was the dog. Right? <laughs> well, I do want to apologize to President-elect Biden for just even insinuating that you may or may not like the Beatles. But uh, you yeah, know, Craig wants to invite. You know, Craig is like, man, hopefully I get that. <laughs> but you know, based, based on his playlist here, man, I just yeah, I just feel like I don't feel like the the inauguration should be like lesser than like New Year's Rock and Eve. You know what I mean? Yeah, with like New Year's Rock and Eve, they got J Lo, and she's actually put out some newer music lately too, and she's always going to be a star. But yeah, where you know, I'm a, I'm I'm glad you brought this up because at first I thought, well, who cares? But then I'm like, you know what? You're right though. This is like kicking off the presidency, well, you know, and I'm uh, this is for poking fun at celebrities. That's all. That's the only reason I brought it up. Really, nothing to do with Biden or Trump. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It can't be a, a New Year's Rock and Eve. It, it, I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan. I like a couple of her songs, but Lady Gaga, if she's going to be on somewhere, like the Super Bowl, when Lady Gaga goes in the Super Bowl, I had to watch that because that was Lady right. Gaga. Yeah, she puts on a show. Really good performance. Yeah, I mean, you're so. I mean, you can think Lady Gaga is the worst thing in the world and she's evil, but you have to watch her because Lady Gaga is somebody you want to watch. 
I'd even say maybe not in 2020, like a Madonna type person. Now again, uh, I, I'd, I'd be questioning if Madonna came to the Biden thing, but yeah, that's a thought. So, yeah, and Lady Gaga played at one of Biden's rallies. So yeah. she, you know, like, is she not good enough to get onto the inauguration stage? Yeah, come on. And, and again, live streaming. I, I, I'm sure if Biden or one of his reps were here, they'd be like, "Look, we're in COVID." Well. Video cameras work. I mean, we're in three different parts of the state, and we're not saying we can't do a podcast because of COVID. It's technology. So I'm optimistic about Biden, you know, term. I'm not supporting our future president. But this this is a seal. And like Brand says, C for COVID, this is not a good start for the Biden team. So Step it up. We have six yeah, days to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. The inaugural really sets the tone for that stuff. So I don't maybe know. We're, we're, we'll find out there are a lot of other performers, and this is just the main. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but you know, you, you want to try to draw attention. This is a primetime network television program. You know, you'd think you'd want to at least be like, yeah, we've got Tom Hanks hosting, but you know, and Justin Timberlake, okay, could probably carry a little bit of a headline, but why not? Lead with more strength if you, have it. if you if you have the strength, lead with the strength. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I just noticed I made a mistake. Um, I sent you guys a story about Ken James without saying the link. I got this story from USA Today. Um, apparently, they they taped a couple episodes of Ken Jennings as a Jeopardy host. Now, I am not anti Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is fine. I'm reading the story. I'm getting a little sad. And I'm saying this to you guys on Facebook right now in case you can't um, see it right away. It sounds like Ken Jennings is trying too hard. Uh, in college, there was a, a student leadership role that I really wanted. I really pushed for it. And I didn't get the role. And I, I felt like an idiot because I, I looked really desperate in campaigning for this role and everything else. Do you guys, and hopefully you saw the link I just sent you, is Ken Jennings trying too hard? That's the perception I'm getting. Well, I've watched two episodes here this oh, week of okay. Ken Jen. I think he's done a, a, an, an admirable job. Um, obviously, it's it's very different when you're not hearing Alex Trebek's voice. And Ken Jennings is a little bit softer spoken, so sometimes he kind of fades off into the distance. I think he's done a fine, you know, as a fill-in. I don't know if I would say that he is like full-time replacement material, but I think he's been fine. He's, he's incorporated some humor in it um, in the two episodes that I've seen. I think he's done well. I wouldn't say that I would say let's stump for him to be the full-time guy uh, just to maybe see if someone else stands out that also does the, uh, the, the hosting duties here. But uh, you know, so far I, as he tried a little hard, I think he's maybe pressed it a little bit to try to be funny and, you know, not necessarily to mimic Alex Trebek and what he did, but I think he's maybe tried a little bit too hard to be funny, and it just it doesn't seem as natural. Brandon, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Joe Biden. I'm sure Kane James is fine. Um, he was a popular game show winner, but this is freaking Jeopardy. You, you know, Jeopardy looking at Ken James is like. You know, Joe Biden's team looking at Aunt Clemens and saying, okay, he had a good song. He's not the worst. It's fine. I mean, shouldn't Jeopardy say, we are freaking Jeopardy. Stars, you come to us. We're going to pick the best person available and set their sights really, really high. I mean, I feel like it, in some other circumstances or in previous situations where they've brought in went for the star power route and I don't think it's necessarily worked. Um, I think Jeopardy, Jeopardy should take its time with whoever they want to replace Trebek with and if they want to give 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 Jennings um, a chance I would say. Um, I, haven't, I don't like really... The... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say kind of like the Regis and uh, Kelly where you know Regis left uh, he retired, and Kelly had about 500 different co-hosts before she finally picked one, right? Right. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> Kelly Ripa is, is like her... <laughs> is her Do you own, like um, Kelly Ripa? That's what I say. It's her own, she's her own case study. <laughs> yes. yes. 
I don't know how to say that. That's that's a right. She's she's got she she's she's been in business for twenty years, so she gets to she gets a lot of say. So she's earned it. But um, whether you like her or not, but um, um, you know, I I would say like you know, I trying to find a permit replacement in twenty twenty one. It shouldn't be the goal. Maybe they could get to it later at the end of it or work their way. But you know, I would say this is a year of discovery and really asking the question of what should Jeopardy look like um, in a post-Trebek world. Um, yeah. You know, and then I would certainly, you know, f- feel free to look at how Jennings do- takes on the role differently. I mean, Jeopardy has been, I was even, I'm of, I was of the, I'm still of the camp that maybe they should have just canceled Jeopardy after Trebek was gone. But, um, um, you know, I mean, do we, do, I guess that's the question. Did people, come to watch a game show because they uh, liked how Trebek did his job or did they like the format of Jeopardy or like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a game model concept that teachers use in their classrooms to make learning fun. I mean, um, well, couldn't you just use Trebek's voice? I mean, Trebek's asked a billion Whoa. questions over you. We're going into Star Wars territory now. Yes. Can we CGI <laughs> Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill? Is it okay? Is it ethical? Right. We did it with uh, Peter Cushing, I think, for uh, in Rogue One, and everyone was freaked out. Like, it's like Polar Express CGI. Yes. <laughs> well, Tom we have that comfort it. level, you know? And then you could have his voice and maybe have an Alex Trebek impersonator, you know, give the... You know, speak from off stage when they say, Hi, it's Mike, or Hi, it's Jen, or whoever the you know the contestants are. And that's pretty dark. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But. Now, Chris, you know, you're you're kind of advocating for swinging for the fences. Do you have uh, you know a certain name in mind that you think would be a great Jeopardy host, or do you have sort of a um, short list of people that you think would be great in that role? Well, the story was kind of throwing out some names, and allegedly Katie Cork. Um, tapes and shows. Right. Now, I, I don't think Katie Quirk is... I'm not sure if she's interested. I mean, it probably was a lark for her. And I don't know if Katie Quirk's that star name, but I, I, I would be more interested in watching Katie Quirk than Ken Jennings. Am, am I mistaken? Former Today host? I, I think she'd be fine. America's uh, sweetheart? They've got some interesting hosts. Aaron Rodgers, NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. A guest host. It's just kind of you know you wonder what they're looking for. I mean, I'm sure they're probably using this as a trial run to see like you know because I think for for me like with Ken Jennings, I think you need a a little deeper, more authoritative voice when you're reading questions. Not that Ken, nothing he can do about it. He's a great you know intelligent man, but um, as a host, eh, you know he was fine, but not he didn't scream Jeopardy to me. and I think if you're going to continue on, you want to find someone that hits that sweet spot of, you know who they are, or at least you're, you know, you can respect them. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people always respected Alex Trebek um, and felt like he was the smartest man in the room, even if he wasn't because of the way he was able to read the questions and know what words were, things like that. And, you know, I think Katie Couric might be fine. I know that, um, you know, Mayim Bialik, the, uh, you know, the actress uh, from mm. Big Bang Theory and other, you know, various shows is also slated to be a guest host. Um, you know, you could, you could come up with hundreds and hundreds of names of potential fill-ins for Trebek but it's it's kind of like when they you know the price is right. Bob Barker leaves, you know they're they're trying to find their way, and then you know, eventually they settle on Drew Carey. And whether you like that or not, you know you, you got to. It's like you got to draw your line, you know, draw your line in the sand and say this is who we're going with. Whether it's you know Katie Couric or someone else, you know you've got to kind of figure out this is what the direction we want to go in. Well, and I think part of it too is there's so much stuff to watch on TV. I mean, it used to be where it was just Jeopardy or, or Price is Right uh, or whatever, but you know, there's a lot of options. And I just say, you know, Star Park, get somebody Lady Gaga ish, you know, somebody that you, you're like, dang, I got to watch that. You know, I got to see what's going on, you know. I don't know. But I guess Ken James might be a good choice because if you think of Alex Trebek and Ken Je- and Jeopardy, probably the next thought in your mind is Ken James, right? He's probably the second most recognizable name in the in the Jeopardy plant, right? Right. I agree with that. Are, are the ratings high, I wonder? 
Like, do they need a reboot, or or can we just ride the Ken Jennings train and whoever likes Jeopardy will still like Jeopardy, and we're good to go, right? I think whoever watches Jeopardy is going to watch Jeopardy regardless. I mean, I think for the for the last few years, most Jeopardy fans probably have gotten it in their mind that Alex Trebek is not going to be hosting forever, um, or at least not going to be hosting for the rest of their lifetime. So I think. If you if you watch Jeopardy, you're going to watch Jeopardy, and I watched Jeopardy, so I'm, I watched it with Ken Jennings, and you know you're also curious to see how he does, and I'm curious to see how some of the other guest hosts you know do too. So I hope they kind of let us know the schedule to see you know how everybody does, but uh, yeah, I think you're going to watch it regardless of who hosts, and you know you want to pick the right host because casual viewers may not tune in, but the diehard Jeopardy fans that watch it on a regular basis they're going to tune in if it's Ken Jennings or Katie Couric or whoever. Brandon, we're learning a lot more about Craig. Yes. You know, we know Craig was a journalist. Craig's a likable guy. We're happy to have him on, but the longer he's on the show and he says his true feelings, the we peel the onion of Craig off. And yesterday we found that Craig is very interested in Nickelodeon and slime. And now Craig is a big Jeopardy guy. I enjoy. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but there. When I was in college and even after college, I'd probably watch it four times, four times a week at least. Now it's probably like once or twice. But um, well, if Craig had his way, Nickelodeon take over Jeopardy and the right and I was just going to point that out. Maybe they could do a Nickelodeon simulcast, and whoever you know, if someone you know doesn't qualify for Final Jeopardy, maybe they get slimed if they you know if they're in the negative, you don't go to Final Jeopardy. So. Maybe they might get slimed, or you know, maybe if uh, you know someone gets a wrong question, they uh, you know some some like confetti shoots out, like on uh, you know some of the Nickelodeon game shows they've had. So there's a possibility. You know, you'd be surprised. Nickelodeon is just uh, it's it, it can it just it cuts through everything. You could have Nickelodeon simulcasts on everything. Well, Double, I really double think- Jeopardy, where Young Sheldon screams <laughs> out the. <laughs> Maybe well, he could host. Maybe Young Sheldon uh, actor could host. That's, that's it. I'd watch that program. Well, and I really think, you know, we're not honest with what we say about stuff. So if I say, hey, how many beers did you have? You're not going to sit there and say 50. You'll say, eh, it was only one or two. So I really think, Brandon, I'm contending that Craig's one of those guys. It's like my my wife's grandpa. Lovely guy. He's not with us anymore. But when we would go over to his house to visit at 7 p.m., he had prices right in Jeopardy on, without a doubt. And he wanted to watch it. We could talk to him. He would talk to us, but his eyes would glue on the screen. Brandon, what are the chances that Craig's that guy right now? It's COVID. We're not going to visit each other. But if you knock on Craig's door at 7 p.m., no matter what he just told you right now, he'll be in his chair watching it. Where he'll talk to you, he'll visit with you. But someday his eyes are glued on that screen. With Trebek and well, wheel, of, wheel, of, wheel of Fortune's on at seven, Chris, in my market. <laughs> See, look, look at that. There I you go. Watch, He's corrected me. I don't, I don't, necessarily, <laughs> I don't necessarily Wheel of Fortune's on third. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch Wheel of Fortune every night. I, I watch it like once in a blue moon, but I know the schedule. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeopardy, yes, definitely. 730. Uh, if I, if I rem- it's, it's one of those shows nowadays for me that if I forget, then I forget. But if I'm like nothing else is on or whatever, and, and usually it's either sports or movies or whatever, if whatever's on. But if I'm if I'm not thinking about it, then I don't watch it. But if I'm like, oh, there's nothing on, oh, I'll, ch- I'll turn it on channel four and watch Jeopardy at seven thirty. It was almost the same passion as our friend John Reed had when we first started talking with Julie Andrews. I saw that spark in Craig's eye when he said, "Dang it, Real Fortune is on yeah. at seven p.m. Get it right, darn it." It's real the Jeopardy. Don't yeah. you know? Yes. I it, look. I love Jeopardy. You don't. You know, who doesn't play Jeopardy? Like, come on. Who doesn't watch Jeopardy? And especially if like there's a film category, because I'm a film guy. If there is a film category, I will try to run that board as much as I can. Now there, you know, every now and then you don't, but who doesn't play Jeopardy while you're watching it? And just, if you know the answer or think, you know, the answer now, I don't form it in the phrase of a question though. I will say that. So I probably would be horrific on Jeopardy as a whole, even though I'm not even close to being smart enough to be on that show, but I probably would start blurting out answers and not forming it in the phrase of a question. But no, you can't tell me that you haven't at least played Jeopardy one time while watching it on TV. 
we have caught Craig's passion, Brandon. <laughs> if we had nothing else to do today, if this podcast could go forever and ever, I, you know, we got to end this in a minute or two, but if we could go on all day, I wonder how long Craig would talk. Like, if we just said, let the podcast continue. Like, if we were at hour three and four, would Craig still be going off on Jeopardy? I wonder. Only, only if there's a simulcast with Nickelodeon. Yes. We, we extend it, though. We're, we're finding each other's passions, Brandon. What about that? <laughs> How about Our, it? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, let me uh, do a quick promo before we close out. Uh, again, check out Chase Bank. Uh, it's really cool to see some of you are already. Um, sign for account. Set up direct deposit. Now, use our link. Please do that. If you use direct deposit, set that up. You get $200 placed in your account. It's very easy. A great way of uh, making money while well, listening to the show. It's crazy. Also, continue liking our Facebook page, share our podcast. Um, there is a link on our podcast that says subscribe to our podcast. If you do that, it will take you to an anchor page. There's a button with eight different ways you can subscribe. So pick your favorite podcast provider and subscribe. That way you'll get us every day because, again, we're our goal is to do two episodes each day from Monday to Friday. And today we talked a little bit about our last night. Uh, the podcast is up. Rachel Coyle from How Things Work at the Ohio State House. I talked to her for a little bit about the upcoming Ohio governor election, uh, the Sandy Ground, recent abortion decisions, how people feel about Mike DeWine and what the governor race could look like in 2022. Uh, so lots of good stuff up there. Glad to be able to connect with Rachel. Also, I've been mean to announce this. It has not come up on the show yet. If you go to our anchor page, there's a phone message button. Now, now Brandon Craig, I haven't even talked to you about this yet. On your phone or your laptop, you can record a phone message that can be sent to us. Uh, you just it prompts you to sign for a free anchor account. It's free. It just takes a minute or two. You can leave a phone message with us. And Brandon Craig, what do you think about us playing them on the, on the show? Well, as long as they're clean, I guess that's fine. Yeah. What about that, Brandon? We can hear what our audience thinks about us in general. It's kind of risky and scary. Yes, it's looking frightening. But somebody yeah, back me up on Nickelodeon, please. Yeah, leave a message. Keep Hi, it clean. This is Nickelodeon. We want to yes. like, sign <laughs> your podcast. Hi, this is Ken Jennings. Craig, you're my favorite fan. I love maybe, you. Maybe Nickelodeon will call. Hey, if Nickelodeon calls me back for the iCarly reboot, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm out. <laughs> you guys will have to do this on your own now. I'm going back to iCarly reboot. Speaking of Nickelodeon, I was scanning for some news yesterday. I actually saw news where Sean Payton said he volunteered to be slimed after the game. See, he didn't have to pay him, like you said. And I'm like, either Sean Payton's lying, either it's fake news, or I've lost all respect for Sean Payton ever in the history of the world. Well, you you're know, a freaking NFL coach and you're eating slime. Oh, you know what, though? That's not so bad. Come on. It's 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 having fun with, with society and – it's like giving back to the kids kind of thing. You know, you ever, you ever like, you know, act like you like something because little kids do come on. You know, it's Nickelodeon slime. You're an NFL coach. You just won the playoff game and, and you're sitting in front of a Nickelodeon sign. I I've seen ISIS hostage videos, less awkward than that. You know, you sit in front of a Nickelodeon sign getting slime. I mean, come on, very awkward, very strange. Very you're warm. telling me you wouldn't want to run through legends of the hidden temple or play guts. Come on. Come on, Chris. What's that? What? <laughs> How do you not know what Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple at Brandon? Come on. Back me up on this, right? I mean, yeah, we, Chris, I can't, how could you? Come on. You don't know what Guts is? You don't know what Legends of the Hidden Temple is? Come on. Brandon and I are subscribers to Hulu Live TV. And, Brandon, I, I told you, I was looking, I, I was like, man, I'm going to turn on this Nickelodeon game for a few minutes. I don't think Hulu even carries Nickelodeon. Did you notice that? They carry some stuff, I think, on their on I, I couldn't find the Nick Telecast, so I I, I don't know. So. All right, Pluto TV. Get Pluto, Pluto TV, TV. Yes. and you can watch live live Pluto TV offers various Nickelodeon channels. You gotta time it up, but they do have guts, they do have Legends of the Hidden Temple, they have iCarly on there. Um, they even have like Victorious on there. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Guts or Legends of the Hidden Temple, 
you haven't lived. I, I'm, I, I'm, no one's, I'm, no one's gonna I'm, I'm stupefied. I'm, 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 lucky. I'm in shock. Hey, I grew up on it though. It, it, you know, we have to, we have to throw Brandon, that. time it up, set your clock. Yeah. At get home. On, get on say, Pluto Dang TV. it. I'm going to Pluto TV to watch guts from Nickelodeon. Everybody wanted a piece of the aggro crag. I'm telling you from guts. <laughs> you can't tell I'm, me otherwise. I'm laughing nervously. I'm stupefied. I'm <laughs> very, <laughs> This has gotten awkward, Brandon. I, I don't know what to make of this. So put it in the um, Google machine. You'll find the Google out. machine. You'll find right. out how great it is. Okay. I, I I don't know what to say, Brandon. Anything you want to shout out before we conclude our day? Um, I mean, conclude our day. I'm ready to go back to bed after this. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling off. I'm, I'm just going back to sleep and sobbing. No, nothing to add, I guess. Uh, um, but yeah. <laughs> wow! Yeah, brand brand shock too. Brand's calling off too. We're and when our bosses say, "Why are you calling off?" I just say, "Hey, some guy on a podcast talked about Nickelodeon." The boss is like, "Okay, I understand. Say no more. <laughs> Take the day off. <laughs> Take the rest of the week off. You need you need some help." So don't hate on Nick, man. All right. Well, I'd ask Craig for another shout, but who knows whatever Nick shows he's going to shout out or. Or anything else like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm good for today too. Say so, hey, thanks again for checking out the show. Check us out tomorrow. We'll be talking about a bunch more news. I, I'd like to try and get this new COVID strain. We ran out of time today. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit tomorrow. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.